really reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. To everything turn, turn, turn There is a season turn, turn, turn And a time to every purpose under heaven A time to be born, a time to die a time to plant, a time to reap, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to laugh, a time to weep. To everything turn, 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 there is a season turn, 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 and a time to every purpose. Under heaven A time to build up A time to break down A time to dance A time to mourn A time to cast away stones A time to gather stones together To everything turn, turn, turn there is a season, turn, 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 and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time of love, a time of hate, a time of war, a time of peace, a time you may embrace, a time to refrain from. Good morning. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. There is a time and a season for all things under heaven. A time for war, a time for peace. We've now entered into a time of war. International war, war in the Middle East is beginning there is a time for all things and a season for all things under heaven. I'm going to begin with, um, as, as you know, this is the weekend of Sukkot, seven-day feast of tabernacles, one of the seven feasts of Israel. Yesterday, Israel was attacked by Hamas out of Gaza, the Gaza Strip to the south and west of Israel. Sixteen, as of yesterday's report, 16,000 or 1,600 Jewish people were uh, injured. I don't know exactly how many have died. There are, Hamas has taken captives into the Gaza Strip. There is a time and a season for all things under heaven. In the book of Matthew, chapter 24, the disciples asked Christ, what will be the sign of the times in the years and decades prior to your return? And Christ told them exactly, specifically, what they could expect 
Matthew 24, I'll just go over por a portion of this briefly. I've gone over this before. I don't want to get too involved. I have too much to talk about. Jesus answered, Be careful, watch out, that no one misleads you, deceives you. Many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ, the Messiah. They will fool, mislead, and deceive many people. You will hear about wars and stories of wars that are coming, rumors, reports, wars. This is international, international wars. This is that Christ is specifically presenting the decades and the generation before his return. There will be talk of war, threats of war, and war. Don't be afraid. Don't be alarmed. These things will happen. They must happen before the end comes. But the end is not yet. We are, we are still eight, nine years out from Armageddon. The prophecies of the Bible about our time, all prophecies of Christ, of the nation of Israel, the nations of the world, the seven lampstands of God, of Christ, through a 2,000 year period of time, each of these peoples have prophecies. Israel, there are specific prophecies for the nation of Israel. Those that who never meet Messiah, they will not meet Christ. They will continue till the time of Christ's return. Many will be at war with Christ and the Christian people. It's in the Bible. We can't stop it. We have to accept it. We cannot blame them for the blindness that is upon them to the present. They are God's people, His elect, the promise that God made to Abraham in blessing, I will bless those that bless thee, in cursing, I will curse those that curse thee. Chapter 12 of Genesis. Be careful in your attitude toward the children of Israel. Because there is a promise. You will be blessed if you bless them. You will be cursed if you curse them. There is an anti-Semitic spirit in the churches of God. And God will punish even the believers in their attitude toward the elect of God. I'm warning the Christian people, be careful. And non-Christian people, be careful. As the program goes on, I'm going to, to show you the punishment of the nations that have afflicted and persecuted the Jewish people from the time of Abraham and the time of Moses specifically to the present. The children of Israel afflicted Israel. I'm sorry, the children of Egypt 
before the children of Israel left Egypt to go into the wilderness to fulfill prophecy, Egypt afflicted the children of Israel and Egypt's punishment came. Rome punished the Jewish people, destroyed the temple in a campaign in A.D. 70, and Rome was punished. The Sanhedrin, the religious leaders of Israel, who controlled the Jewish people through religion, man's religion, eventually that system was destroyed. Be careful. Not all Jewish people will meet Messiah. There will be a group ordained, a small group, a small number, a very small number of Hebrew people who will meet Messiah from the time of Christ's resurrection to the time of the coming resurrection of the children of God. A very, very small remnant, not even a remnant, a residue. So for the people who feel that the Jewish people that won't receive Christ, the attitude is they must receive Christ or they need to be punished. That is, that is an attitude in the flesh. Not all Jewish people are going to be saved. They can't. The Jewish people in Israel are going to be protected. 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes to go into the millennial kingdom to repopulate Israel in the coming millennial kingdom. So no, they're not going to meet the, their Messiah. They don't even know their Messiah exists. They don't believe their Messiah came. A blindness is upon them ordained by God. But God is going to protect them and they're His elect. He'll choose what's going to happen to them individually and as a society, as a people, as a family. Don't interfere with what God is doing because you may be punished for it. Anti-Semitism is alive and well in the United States of America. There are the true Jewish people and then there are the those who claim to be Jews that are not Jews. They are very wealthy, powerful people who say they come from Jewish lineage and are not. It's very, the discernment, the body of Christ, the people of God have to have great discernment in this matter of who is a Jew, who isn't a Jew. Not all the Jewish people are going to be saved. Do not blame the Jewish people for their blindness. For our sake, they have a blindness on their eyes. For the sake of the children in the lampstands of God. Now, I just feel that uh, 
I, I see in the in the Christian church, I see Christians who are anti-Semitic. They will be punished. You who are anti-Semitic, you Christians who have a harbor, an attitude toward Israel and toward the children of Israel, a negative attitude. Pray and ask God to show you what He sees, what He feels. Yes, Israel is apostate. Yes, Israel is backslidden. But many in the assemblies of God, in the family of God, are also backslidden, are also apostate, are also blind, do not follow the teachings of Christ. Be careful. Take that log out of your eye, and then you'll see clearly. Israel is just beginning her ordained war here on Sukkot. Israel just began an ordained war, and this war is going to be a war with not just the Gaza Strip and the Hamas, Hezbollah, the terrorists in Gaza. This is going to, like a forest fire, it's going to jump north to Lebanon, east into Syria, Damascus area, further east into Amman, Jordan. It's going to jump, drop south into Moab, the area of, of Jordan, all the way to the Aqaba. It's also going to, the conflict is also going to be within Israel, Israel's borders in the West Bank, down into the center around Jerusalem where the ancient area of Canaan was, the Canaanites. God said, in, I'm going to read in a little while from Psalm 83. Psalm 83, speaking of all of the Arabs that surround Israel in Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, the Gaza Strip, within the West Bank, within the area of the center of Israel, the, again, the Canaanite land. So you have the enemies without the adversary within. Benjamin Netanyahu is the king of Israel in a type like King David who is going to take Israel to war against all of these enemies, the terrorists. He's the man that God has appointed. Psalm 83 talks about the war that Israel must fight it was ordained, commanded, and prophetically by the prophets spoken of from the time of David to the present, in, into the time 100 years, 150 years before Christ. Even Christ talked about it. In Hebrews, I'm sorry, in Romans chapter 24, the verses I just read, 
The nations will fight against one another. There will be times when there is no food for the people to eat, famines, earthquakes in many places. These are the beginning birth pains, the beginning hardships that are going to come upon the earth. These are the hardships that would begin before the tribulation. Christians, before the tribulation, Israel must win her battle against her enemies in Israel. Before the tribulation, Israel is going to be victorious. After, this is just, in this war in Psalm 83, there is a war that I'm going to talk about. Israel has a different battles. There's going to be the battle in Gaza. There's going to be a battle against the terrorists in Lebanon, an area of Tyre, Phoenicia. There's going to be a battle in Syria, Damascus. There's going to be another battle with the children of Ammon to the northern part of present-day Jordan. There's going to be a battle in the middle of the present-day Jordan, an area called Moab. There's going to be a battle in southern Jordan in an area that is known as Edom or Esau. The battle is going to be against the ancient families of Ishmael, Esau, Lot, Lot's two children, Ammon and Moab, and some of the other probably peoples out of Saudi Arabia, the Danites, and the area of Qadar. So there are going to be different battles, but one war. The war is going to be won. Each battle, Israel will be victorious with each battle in each area against each enemy, and also victorious in the nation of Israel, the battle against the terrorists within Israel in the West Bank and in the other little areas within the nation of Israel. So one war, different battles. I'm going to discuss the different battles, give you the verses. But I'm laying this foundation with Netanyahu. There's parallels in the scripture. Parallels between the United States of America and Israel. There's a lot of, oh, I don't know. Many people are, have a problem with the United States funding Israel, supporting Israel. But the Bible says it will happen, it would happen, it is happening, it will continue to happen. So for the people that are not happy with America funding in any way the nation of Israel, just keep listening to the program. You'll understand that America must support Israel. God commands it. God has demanded it 
what God says in His Scripture is going to come to pass. Whether you believe it, understand it, or, or agree with it, doesn't matter. Without America, Israel did not come into existence. Without America, Israel has not been able to, in a sense, continue to develop militarily, economically, diplomatically. Because of America, Israel is what it is today. And the scriptures in many different areas present the thought that America as a nation will have an ex will have a relationship with Israel before Israel becomes a nation again and once Israel becomes a nation will have a great relationship with Israel before America betrays Israel We, as a nation, the Christian people, I'm going to address the, the, the Christians. I have repeatedly, I don't know if you want to use the word, scolded the pastors of this land of America for not telling the American people the truth about this country. This country is in the Bible. This country is Babylon the great of the end of the world. Jeremiah 51 talks about a great empire Babylon that sits between the sits in the oceans, in the seas, between a landmass located between waters not sand like ancient is like ancient babylon ancient babylon was in a sea of sand end of the world babylon the great will sit between the pacific and the atlantic great lakes and the gulf of mexico surrounded by water now god is going to reveal and show the Christian people what the pastors have refused to acknowledge. God is going to, through, through the prophecies that are going to be fulfilled, the American Christian, all the assemblies, the lampstands, Catholics, Lutherans, the whole Christian community, born-again Christian community, is going to see that America is in the Bible. You're not going to ignore it any longer. God is, has timed out. God has decided, I'm not going to let my people live in, in darkness anymore. I'm going to show them America's in the Bible. I'm going to prove to them America's in the Bible. 
and I'm going to do it through my nation of Israel. America must support Israel. Like it or not, whether you like the billions that go to Israel or not, the weapons We are Babylon the Great. We are the land of Antichrist. This war now that just started, many different battles, one war is not going to stop. This time, not going to stop. In the last decade, every time there have been these skirmishes, these were skirmishes in the past with the terrorists attacking Israel. This is no longer a skirmish. This is a straight-out war. The terrorists surrounding Israel, they are, they may not want to get involved, but they're going to. They're going to get involved in a sense by fighting this battle with Gaza. Gaza was the fuse. It is ignited. We'll be back. Rick Rodriguez. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. All right, I'll continue. God has timed out. Time, he's timed out. He's no longer going to allow the Christians of America to be deceived. God is against the false priests, the false shepherds, the prophets, and the false apostles of America. God wants his children to know the truth so that God's children can begin to prepare themselves for the battles, spiritual battles to come. 
the pastors that will not be honest, that will not admit, acknowledge the fact that America is in the Bible, that America is the seat of the coming Antichrist. These men are going to have to retire. They are not faithful. They are in positions of power for personal reasons, but not for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Benjamin Netanyahu, the parallels with the United States and Israel. I have read in Matthew chapter 1 all of the generations from the time of, uh, I'm going to, I'll just read them briefly because it's important what I'm going to explain to you. Matthew chapter 1, it's the family history of Jesus. And he goes through all the lineage. And then he says, From the time of Abraham, this is verse 17, to King David, there were 14 generations. There were 14 generations from David till the people were taken away into captivity. From the time of captivity, to the time of Christ, 14 generations. There's a pattern. At the end of the world, at the end of the time where Satan rules the world, in the years before Christ returns, in the 70, 80 year period, 70 or 10 plus 10, 80, 80 years, to finish everything, there will be, in, in the nation of Israel, to this day, today, from the time that Israel became a nation, there have been 15 men who have been the prime ministers of Israel. So there would be 15 uh, administrations. But you have to eliminate one individual Yigal Alon. He was only acting as a prime minister. Levi Eskol was the prime minister. So in other words, it appeared that there were 15 prime ministers from the time of Israel became a nation to this day today, to this Sukkot. But there was only 14. 14 generations, 14 generations, 14 generations, 14 prime ministers. Netanyahu, this is his fourth term. But 14 different individuals, none of which was a woman. I'm sorry, except for one. Uh, uh, oh, what was her name? There was one woman at the beginning. Then... Golda Meir lived in Denver for a while. Now, the parallel in the United States of America from the time that Israel became a nation to the present, there has been 
14 presidents. There's going to be 15 presidents eventually because I say in my study of the scripture, Barack Obama will return to office. So that makes 15 rather than 14. Joe Biden is like Yigal Alon. He is disqualified. He did not win the election. So there will be 14 prime ministers from the time Israel became a nation to this Sukkot. There are 14, there are 13 presidents to this time with one more coming. After Benjamin Netanyahu, I think the government in Israel is going to change. I don't think they're going to have prime ministers any longer. So you have 14 and 14. America and Israel are tied in together. Just like ancient Babylon and Israel at the time of Daniel and in that period, the two nations were tied in together. But that was Babylon that was surrounded by sand. We are end of the world Babylon, the great surrounded by water. The podcasts, because you're not going to be able to remember everything, the podcasts will be on 1360khnc.com for the Olive Tree Ministry. I'm the founder, Rick Rodriguez. I'm going to mention this throughout the day because you're going, or throughout the program, three hours. I need seven or ten hours. I'm going to try to condense. I have to lay this foot, this groundwork before I get into the scriptures. Israel has these wars to fight. I believe we are at the beginning of the wars of Psalm 83. This time, Benjamin Netanyahu has been put in place as the king of Israel, the 14th king, because this man has been involved with the nation of Israel from military to government to the present present and this is the individual who is 100% for the children of Israel and he will not God is not going to allow him to deviate from his position as the prime minister as the king, in the principle of King David. King David, no nation was going to defeat Israel. Terrorist groups, doesn't matter what, Canaanites, Hivites, Hittites, Amorites, Jebusites, didn't matter what ites were in the area. King David knew it was God's will that Israel be established. 
Israel is established presently, but Israel's borders must be secure. And Netanyahu, I believe, is that individual that God has chosen and trained for this coming war. Again, it's a war against all of the terrorists surrounding Israel in close. Different battles. This time, the United States, the American command, the American military, is not going to interfere. God is going to forbid America to interfere in this war. The European command is not going to interfere. God has ordained that Israel be victorious in this war against all of her enemies. So the American military command, European military command, do not have a say as to what's going to happen. They're not going to stop Israel. They're not going to stop Netanyahu from taking out all the terrorists within and without. The UN, the nations, they can scream, jump, shout, protest. They're not going to stop this war. This time, the Palestinian Authority, through Abbas and all of the terrorists, they're going to, once again, peace, peace, please, time out, time out. There will be no time out. This time, Netanyahu is not going to allow it. He's going to be thorough. All of the nations that Israel has been working with, Saudi Arabia, the UAE nations, they're going to try to visit with Netanyahu to talk him to, to ask him to cease operations, military operations against the terrorists. Netanyahu, his line will be blocked. Their lines will be blocked. Netanyahu will obey God because the prophecies that have been stated are going to take the prophecies concerning this war are going to be fulfilled there's forecasting like weather weathermen they forecast the weather tomorrow it will be partly cloudy the next day it will be sunny the third day out rains and their forecasting is very accurate And with Bible prophecy, the prophecies are accurate. The forecasting is accurate, specific. The problem has always been with interpretation. The people of God interpreting Bible prophecy. That has always been the problem. Inaccurate interpretation. So what I'm presenting to you is going to be tested. It's either going to be proper interpretation or inaccurate. Or it's going to be uh, accurate forecasting or inaccurate. I have been saying, and many who listen to my programs, I've been saying for three years 
or longer on the open forum before it ended and I went to the present truth. I've many times discussed on that program and on this program on Sundays that there was going to be a time when Israel is going to go to war and nobody is going to interfere. God is not going to allow it. Israel must be victorious in this campaign against her enemies in the surrounding nations and against the adversary within. 20% of the people, the population of Israel is Arab. You think it's impossible for Netanyahu to win this battle? I guarantee you he will win this battle because God is with him. People don't like him and the terrorist groups, they know when he came into office this last time, they protested because they knew this man would build the defenses of Israel. He would, would not stop. He would do everything in his power to make Israel secure. They knew it. And they knew that in a coming battle, they knew that Netanyahu is the king of Israel they don't want to mess with because Netanyahu is not going to put up with it. I was just reading the articles about coming out of Herat's, Herat's news out of Israel. Netanyahu has made a statement. These people have made a big mistake. They're going to wish they had never started this conflict. They're going to regret it, his words, regret even starting. This time, Netanyahu is going to be thorough because if he doesn't take them out, there will be some ceasefires. And for the next year or two, they will once again build up, build their weapons up, stockpile their weapons, and it will happen again in two or three years. Israel has had it. Netanyahu has had it. This is why Satan has caused so much upheaval in the Israeli government to weaken them so that the attack could begin. And it happened. And the IDF, some of the military uh, for members in the military, have decided that they don't like this new government that's being formed. They would not fight for Israel. Well, I'm going to tell you something. God is numbering the, the men in the army in Israel. He's numbering them. He's mustering them. He's calling them to battle. They will come to battle. This military, these people, they will come to battle because God is mustering them. Just like Moses mustered the children of Israel, he numbered them because they had to go into a new land and they had enemies to fight and all the men, even the old men, were numbered. They were not able to fight. They were too old. didn't matter. They were numbered. They would do what they could do at home to assist in the battle, though they couldn't be on the battlefield. 
The exact same thing is happening in the body of Christ. God has gone out. He's gone through America, through all of the lampstands, Jewish Christians, Gentile Christians, not to fight a physical battle, but to fight a spiritual battle against the kingdom of darkness. To fight a battle against the forces of, of darkness, invisible forces. What's happening in Israel is happening in the body of Christ. The Israeli military are being mustered. They're being numbered for the battle. And da King David, he numbered the army of Israel because he wanted to see how powerful he was. He made a mistake and it cost him and the people that died because of his ego. But Moses, when the children of Israel left the wilderness, it was ordained. Moses mustered them. He numbered them. And they each had to pay, I think it was, I forget how many shekels, a shekel or half a shekel. They had to pay as a soldier. They had to put in so much silver. I think it was a shekel of silver. I'll say that much. I believe it was a shekel of silver. They had to pay to be mustered. They had to forfeit something that would cost them something to be part of this war. We believers in this land, you're being mustered. You're going to have to pay something to be involved in this war. It's going to cost you something. You're going to have to be determined to be, uh, you're going to have to consecrate and allow God to use you and you willingly are going to have to decide that you, you know you need to be part of this battle. It's going to cost you something. Israel is being mustered for his war, her war. Tribulation is coming, Christians. Tribulation is coming. God is timed out. He's not going to allow the pastors of the land, the shepherds of the land, the chaplains of the land, the priests of the land to get away with false hope any longer. The men of these, the land that do not see the tribulation is coming. They can just tune them to give them this website. Give them this. Tell them to listen to, to what I have to say. I'll be that bold. This podcast, the Olive Tree Lampstand Ministry podcast for today. The second, the day after the attack on Israel, on Sukkot. The podcast is on 1360 khnc.com to the Olive Tree Ministry site. Tell them God is not going to allow them any longer to deceive the people of God. A war is coming. The war has begun. We're in the time of sorrows and birth pains. Tribulation is coming very quick soon. I'll give you an overview quickly. 
in Psalm 83, all of the surrounding nations, Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Gaza Strip, within the West Bank, within the heartland of Israel, around the temple, all of the enemies. Israel's going to war with all of them. One battle will be in the West Bank with the Philistinians, with the Palestinian people. I'm sorry, not the West Bank. It will be the Gaza Strip. The next will be in Lebanon. That's the other battle. The next will be in the area surrounding Damascus, Syria. Not, not all of Syria is going to be destroyed, just Damascus. Then you have Hussein of Jordan from the north all the way down to Aqaba going to be defeated. Then when that war is over, Israel is going to have peace in the land for maybe, I don't know, a half a year. This is the beginning war of Israel. The beginning war with the battles. Then comes Russia and Iran from the north with all the other nations, Turkey, I think forces from Germany, some of the old Soviet bloc nations, Libya from the west, Ethiopia from the south, coming toward Israel. That is the Gog-Magog war. That is the second war that's coming when that war is concluded, then Israel will have an additional war being occupied by the United States of America. And an agreement between, I believe, Barack Obama, when he returns to power, there will be an agreement with the nation of Israel and the United States of America called the Treaty with Death and Hell. Then there will be conflict through the tribulation, and then there's going to be great tribulation, and Israel is going to be completely occupied by the Gentiles, by American forces. Then there will be the final battle when all the nations will center their armies in Israel from the south to the north, up to Megiddo. China will be involved. This coming conflict now is seven, seven and a half, eight years before Armageddon. Armageddon is out eight years. Nine years maybe, at the most. Many Christians are going to mistake the war when Russia comes as the war of Armageddon. Christians, China's not involved in that war. That is not the war of Armageddon. It's seven years before, seven, and seven years plus months before Armageddon, Russia's destroyed. Seven years plus. So it is the major war, a big war, that will deceive many people into believing it's, that it is the 
war of Armageddon. It is not. Because in this Russian war with Iran and Russia and other nations, China is not involved. China will be involved eight years plus out from where we're sitting right now. Maybe eight and a half, almost nine years. I think that by this time next year, I'm trying to be as accurate as I can in my understanding of the scripture. By about this time next year, it may be the Russian war will be concluded. And I'm looking into this. I suspect right now that this war at Sukkot, Russia's war is fought in the summer, which might be next summer. And then at Sukkot, Israel will probably sign an agreement with America. Is it, if it's next year, I'm, I'm leaning in that direction. So by a year out, Christians, we may be in the tribulation. Not the great tribulation, just the tribulation. Before tribulation becomes, Russia must be destroyed. We'll be back for hour two in just a few minutes. 1360khnc.com Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at myfavoritegunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out. 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. It's a perfect time to plant trees during the Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of carryout-sized shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one 7- to 8-foot-tall flowering tree for only $269.50 and get another tree for only 50 cents. That's two 7-gallon trees for only $270. You Come take I-25 to exit 235, then 5 miles west to the Tree Farm. Tommy here with Revo Knives. We're a Colorado company looking for local customers who own a business that want to make a gift for their customers or employees that they'll always use and remember. We customize our knives with your logo and information so they always look at who to get back to when they need your service. Head over to our website at RevoKnives.com or give us a call at 720-947-9599. And as always, live sharp. 
bleed stopped, clinically proven, and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds, bleed stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find bleed stop by clicking on the bleed stop button on the 1360 KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular bleed stop website prices. Get yours today. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. So give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard. Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt too, don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A&B, Longmont, Colorado, 1360 continues to grow. We want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Uh, 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 
Welcome to the second hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, discussing the coming war that has begun, the Psalm 83 war. Israel against the enemies without and the adversary within. The podcast for the first hour is on 1360khnc.com. You can go to that hour, re-listen, or listen for the first time. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. God has timed out with His children. He is not going to allow His children to live in... um, what would be the word? Deception any longer. The pastors of the land are now going to be exposed. If they don't, if they won't tell God's children the truth about where we sit in time, then God is going to expose them, remove them, take them home. God has an army in these lampstands, these, this army is going to come to the front, to the battle. Nothing will stop them. The Spirit of God is upon them, and God will direct them how to engage in the spiritual war that we are involved in, just like Israel is going, the soldiers the military in Israel are going to engage in the conflict that they are in presently. Psalm 83. This is one of Asaph's songs of praise. God, don't keep quiet. Verse 1. God, don't keep quiet. Don't close your ears. Please say something, God. This time the children of Israel, in this war that they're in, they know this is different. They know the enemy is going out, is going out uh, at full, full out. It It is not going to stop. This time they know the enemy is out to destroy Israel. They've tried in the past, this time they're Uh, once again attempting to destroy Israel and the children of Israel realize spiritually this is a different war. This is a war to the death, to the end. So they're praying, God don't keep quiet. Your enemies are getting ready to do something. Those who hate you will soon attack. This has now come to pass. Those who hate you have now attacked. They are making secret plans against your people. Your enemies are discussing plans against the people you love. Verse 3. Now verse 4. They say, Come, let us destroy them completely. Then no one will ever again remember the name of Israel. This has begun. This war of Psalm 83 has begun. 
I'm going to interject this. There's going to be war in the Gaza. Eventually, it's going to go up into Lebanon. Right now, the soldiers on the Lebanese border, Israel has sent troops up there because this is kind of a center for, I think it's Hezbollah. The nation of Lebanon is run, is uh, being directed, run by one of the terrorist groups, I think it's Hezbollah. Then going to the east, you have Damascus. I think you have Damascus, then to the further to the east and south, you have present-day Jordan. Now, if I understand the scripture, what the Lord is saying, Damascus is the center, is the brain center for all of the coordination between Hezbollah, Hamas, ISIS, ISIL, whatever you want to call it. It is the brain center. Damascus, if I'm correct, is going to be the last to be destroyed. The city will be destroyed completely. It is through Damascus that shipments for weapons are organized, planned. Damascus and the operatives in Damascus are working directly with Iran and other nations in the surrounding area. Routes to bring in weapons via the sea to Gaza, or not through the land so much as through the sea, through Egypt up into Gaza. That's how all these rockets, through the sea and through Egypt. Damascus, I think, will be the last area to be destroyed. Keep that in mind. Okay, verse 6. Well, let will go back to verse 4. They say, and this is exactly what they're saying, not only in Gaza, but all the terrorist groups surrounding Israel are saying, let us destroy them completely. Then no one will ever again remember the name Israel. God they have all joined together. They have united against you. Their army includes the Edomites, Ishmaelites, Moabites, Hagar's descendants. Hagar's descendants? Ishmael. Ishmael. The people of Biblos, Biblos which would be area of Lebanon. Ammon? And Amalek, the Philistines, which would be present-day Gaza Strip, the people of Tyre, going back north up into Lebanon. Even the Assyrians have joined them, meaning from Iran and the old Assyrian Empire, which would be probably, if I remember what I remember my verses, some people from southern Iran coming through Jordan, assisting, and also Syria. All the nations are being named right here. Biblos, Ammon, Amalek, the Philistines, 
the people of Tyre. Even the Assyrians have joined them. They have made Lot's descendants very powerful. So I, 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 uh, I ran. God, defeat them as you defeated Midian. Do what you did to Sisera, a stake through the head, and Jabin at the Kishon River. You destroyed the enemy at Endor, and their bodies rotted on the ground. Punish their leaders as you did Oreb and Zeb. Do what you did to Zeba and Zalmunna. They said, let's make this land our own. These fields of grass that belong to God. Make them like weeds blown by the wind. Scatter them the way the wind scatters straw. Be like a fire that destroys a forest, or like a flame that sets hills on fire. Now, this is indicating the prayer is for fire. This is how Israel is going to punish them. There are these uh, hellfire bombs. There's, it's very intricate. Chase them away with your blasts of wind. Frighten them with your storms. Lord, cover them with shame until they come to you for help. See, this is the one thing about God. There's always the possibility of God's help until they come to you for help. May they ever, may they forever be ashamed and afraid, disgrace and defeat them. Then they will know your name is Yahweh, that you alone are the Lord. They will know that you are God most high, ruler over all the earth. This is Psalm 83. And the verses that I read as I go on to read about the verses out of Obadiah concerning the Philistines. In all of the chapters in the book of Ezekiel, talking about Ammon, Moab, Edom, talking about Damascus, in Jeremiah, the verses in, uh, I think, Isaiah, in Jeremiah 49, about these areas that are mentioned in Psalm 83, also in Isaiah 17 concerning Damascus and all of these peoples. The one, there's one thought, that the people, as Israel invades Lebanon and Syria, these people, the women and children especially, will go north toward Turkey and disperse out. God is going to save them. The men, it says, he will destroy in war, in battle. In Gaza, many are going to escape to Egypt. 
women, and children. The men will be destroyed and die in battle. In present-day Jordan, when that war takes place in present-day Jordan, many of the people will flee to Iraq, to Saudi Arabia, to the area of the Danai, the, the, the Kenites, Dedan, to the south, into western Saudi Arabia, women and children. The men will be punished and die in battle. Those in within Israel, God is going to allow the women and children to be dispersed north or east out of that area. The men that are part of the uprising against Israel are going to die in battle. This thought is clear. They are going to die in battle. And Israel is commanded not to be lenient. Israel is fighting for its existence. They are not to be lenient. Benjamin Netanyahu is not going to be lenient. He is commanded. He's going to be instructed by the Holy Spirit in the way that God will speak to him and the leaders of Israel. And they're going to agree. These people, according to Psalm 83, they want, the, they want to use this opportunity to eliminate Israel as a people and to eliminate the name of Israel. They don't want that name to be remembered. This is the hatred that goes so deep. Another point is that in Esau, Jacob's brother, when the children of Israel came out of the wilderness, they were forced to take the long way to get to Israel. They had to take a, a journey that caused them undue hardship. God never forgot that. And God has been waiting for 3,000 years, roughly, to punish the children of Esau. He's been waiting to punish the children of Lot, Ammon and Moab, for thousands of years. The common, the thread, the one common, uh, what is common with the, this coming war, with these people, with these nations, is they have afflicted the children of Israel, they've persecuted them, they have, uh, they've been relentless in their hatred toward Israel. God has not forgotten. 
God punished Egypt for the hardship upon Israel before Israel went into the wilderness. And then God punished Egypt for that, for the hardship. Rome, again, Rome went in, destroyed the temple, killed, they say, a million Jewish people at that time. <clears throat> hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of thousands. And Rome was punished. The religious system at the time of Christ was punished. These men were, that religion came to an end. And all of these wars that I'm talking about now, these people, these nations, and these tribes, these people, have always afflicted Israel. And God allowed these nations to afflict Israel when Israel was apostate and wouldn't obey the commands and the requests of God and the teachings of Moses. But God would use these nations to punish them, to afflict them, to chastise them, but they would always go too far. They'd go beyond what God would allow, and then it became evil, and God would punish them. The people in the area of Damascus, they have been, they have afflicted Israel for thousands of years. They're going to be punished. In Lebanon, the families there have afflicted Israel for thousands of years. There has been hatred. They're going to be punished. The same in the Gaza Strip with the Philistinians. The same with the children of Esau, the Edomites, with Lot's two boys, Ammon and Edom, even though they're family, they have caused Israel a lot of hardship. They have used, enslaved God's children and made them slaves. They're going to be punished. And Russia, when Russia comes with all these other nations, anti-Semitic reasons that they come to take over the land that is not theirs, God will punish them. Russia, is, her punishment is coming. Same with Iran, Libya, Ethiopia, Turkey. The punishment is coming for their desire to destroy Israel. Then, lastly, the United States is going to be punished. We are going to become a, we are going to invade Israel, we're going to occupy Israel, and we are going to, at the War of Armageddon, Antichrist armies are going to go to eliminate the Jewish people that are going to be living in the area of Petra. And that final war of Armageddon, God will punish all the people that have afflicted and tried to destroy the Jewish people. Abraham said, God told Abraham, In blessing, I will bless those that bless thee. I will curse those that curse thee. So Christian people, don't think that you won't be punished for your attitude toward the Jewish people. 
which you harbor in your heart toward them. Ask God to show you where your heart is and ask God to keep you neutral. Bless, don't curse. If you don't understand what's happening, leave things alone. It's like with, with machinery. If you don't know what you're doing, you better just leave whatever the equipment is. You better leave it alone. You're going to get hurt. Now, that was Psalm 83. Now, let's go to Let's go to Amos chapter 1. In a sense, Amos is going to talk about the same thing. These are the words of Amos, one of the shepherds of the town of Tekoa. He saw a vision about Israel two years before the earthquake. It was at that time Uzziah was king of Judah. Jeroboam, son of Joash, was king of Israel. Verse 2, Amos said, the Lord will roar from Jerusalem. These wars, God is going to roar out of Jerusalem. He will send His voice from Jerusalem. The pastures of the shepherds will become dry. Even the top of Mount Carmel will dry up. Israel's nations, Israel's or the na Israel's neighbors are going to be punished. Verse 3, This is what Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of Israel's armies, says, For the many, for three or four crimes, for three or four sins or tra transgressions, in Damascus, of Damascus, Damascus is the brain center the command center of all the conflicts to come in the next few weeks and month, maybe. God says, I will punish them. I'm not going to grant a reprieve. They drove and beat down and threshed the people of Gilead with threshing boards that had iron teeth. So I will send fire upon the house of Hazael, which is the royal dynasty of Syria, Aram. I will send fire upon the house of Hazael. I will destroy the strong towers of Ben-Hadad. I will break down the bar of the gate of Damascus and destroy the king who is in the valley of Avon. One translation says that God is going to send rain fire on Ben-Hadad. Now, in Damascus, they worship their idolatry. They worship the God of fire. And God is going to destroy Damascus with fire. With the God that they serve, that is how they will be destroyed. The palaces of Ben-Hadad are going to be burned. The people of Aram, Aram, Syria, will be taken 
cap captive to a country of Kerr. Then you have Philistia, the Philistinians. This is what the Lord says, the Gaza Strip. The many, the crimes, the sins, the transgressions, even three or four crimes. I'm going to punish them. I'm not going to give them a reprieve. They sold all the people of one area as slaves into captivity to Edom. This is why in Edom, one of Lot's sons, I think it was his first son, they would take the children of Israel and use them as slaves. It was a punishment allowed by God, but they would become too extreme. So I will send fire on the walls of Gaza. This is the Gaza Strip. This is the Philistinians. I will send fire on the walls of Gaza that will destroy, will consume the city, the city's strong buildings, the fortresses, the palaces. I will destroy the king or the inhabitants and those who sit as leaders of the city of Ashdod, as well as the leader. of Ashkelon. Then I will turn my hand against the people of the city of Ekron. I think that's to the north. And the last, the remnant of Philistinians will die, will perish, says the Lord God. Some of these Philistinians are the children of Ishmael and Esau. They're kind of nomads. They, they travel. They're are Philistinians up in Lebanon, in Syria. These children of Ishmael and Esau are scattered. Then you have the dukes of Ishmael, which are more pure in their lineage. They're not a combination of Esau and, es and uh, Ishmael. They are more like the dukes of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, some of the other nations. God said that Ishmael would be a great people. There would be 12 princes or dukes that would come out of Ishmael. And they would be blessed, very, very blessed. And the children of Ishmael and Esau would be a problem to the children of Ishmael. And the Philistinians have been a problem to Saudi Arabia, to Oman, to uh, the nations in the Middle East. And the children of Ishmael, Saudi Arabia, would be wealthy, well-off. They would become nations they would become great nations, but they would be punished. Eventually, Saudi Arabia is the big brother of the, uh, uh, the nations of, of the Middle East, the big brother. 
shortly, you're going to see the armies of Saudi Arabia um, be destroyed. And Saudi Arabia is not going to be the glory of the Middle East any longer. It's going to be Israel. Okay, I'm going to go on with this here. This is, again, this is Amos chapter 1. So I'm going to destroy the leaders of Ashkelon. Then I'm going to turn my hand against the people of Ekron. So these are the kind of like the tribes of the Philistinian people, the leaders. And the last of the and at last the remnant of the Philistinians will die. They will perish, saith the Lord. Then in verse nine, the people of Phoenicia to the north. This is what the Lord says: For many for three or four crimes, sins, and transgressions of Tyre. Now, Tyre was an area, a lot of much demon uh, idolatry and altars of to the gods, a lot of demonic activity. For the transgressions of Tyre, I will punish them. I'm not going to give them a reprieve. I will not grant a reprieve. They sold all the people of one area, whole communities, as slaves to Edom. So they also sold the Jewish people who they wanted out of their area to Edom, to the east, east of the Jordan River. Down south, in Gaza Strip, they sold the Jewish people. They wanted them out of Israel. They sold them to Edom on the east side of the Jordan River. You sold them as slaves to Edom into captivity. They forgot the agreement among the relatives they had made with Israel. So in other words, they violated their treaties, their agreements. So I will send fire on the walls of Tyre. I will consume the city's strong buildings, the fortresses, the palaces. Now he addresses Edom one of Lot's, I think, Lot's oldest son in present-day Jordan. This is what Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of Israel's armies, here's what he says. For the many, three or four crimes, sins, and your transgressions, Edom, I will punish you. I'm not going to turn back. I'm not going to grant you a reprieve. You hunted down the relatives, the Israelites, uh, you pursued uh, his brother. So the Edomites, Edom, the children of Esau, hunted down the Jewish people with the sword. You showed them no mercy. You wiped out their allies. You destroyed their women. They were angry all the time. His anger raged unceasingly, unceasingly. And he kept on being angry. In other words, Esau or Edom never allowed his anger to wane. It just increased to the very this very day. Then you have these children of Esau scattered out through the land too. They didn't necessarily marry all marry to the they did not all necessarily marry the children of Ishmael. 
they married possibly Egyptians, people from the other areas of the of that the nations of that area. So they to some degree remained a pure race. Esau Esau and the Ishmaelites and then Ishmael remaining lineages more pure than than uh, they didn't intermarry. I will send fire on the city of Teman. I will destroy and consume the strong buildings, the palaces of Basra, the whole country. Teman was in the northern Edom and Basra in the south. There's a prophecy about Basra. At the end of the, after the tribulation is over, in the time of wrath, Antichrist is going to send troops to destroy the city of Basra in Jordan. And this war is going to be the war of Armageddon to the north, Megiddo, and to the south in the area of Basra. It's going to be kind of along the eastern border of Israel will be the uh, war of Armageddon. Then Amos talks about the people of Ammon, the second son of Job. This is what the Lord says. For the three or four, for the many crimes and transgressions of Ammon, I will punish them. I'm not going to turn back. I'm not going to grant a reprieve. They ripped open the pregnant women in Gilead so they could take over the land and make their own country larger. I will send fire on the city of Rabbah that will destroy, consume, devour its strong buildings, the fortresses, and the palaces. It will come in a day of battle. During a stormy day with strong winds, a whirlwind. Then their king will be taken, will be taken captive into exile. He and his leaders, the officials, princes, will be taken away together. Now there is a thought that uh, the king will be taken captive. It may be also that when Damascus is destroyed, Um, the present-day king of Damascus uh, or of Syria, I'm trying to think of his name, he and his family, they may be taken captive also. They may not be destroyed. Some kings, yes. But Bashar al-Assad, it may be that he is going to be protected when Damascus is destroyed. Here with Ammon, the princes are going to be taken captive. This would be Ammon, Jordan. So King Hussein, his family, the princes, his children, grandchildren, may be taken captive. Now there's a... It's going to be complicated... Israel is going to when Israel goes in in these campaigns and destroys these leaders the world is going to protest it doesn't matter 
God has stated that Israel is to go in and be victorious. When Israel goes in and takes some of these princes and the leaders of these other nations captive, Israel won't kill them. Israel will take them captive. There's going to be problem and there's going to be outcry from the nations. You can't take these royals captive. Well, Israel is going to do just that. And there's going to be there's going to be a, a shout. The nations are going to be upset. Okay, then I'm trying to I'm going to be a little more specific now with the Ammonites. The princes are going to be taken captive. Remember, the women and children, God has a way. He's going to protect them and move them out of that area, out of the conflict. And once the war is over, Israel is not going to... Israel is going to export many of the women and children. The land is Israel's. The land belongs to the Jewish people. People from all over the world are going to begin to move back to Israel because the anti-Semitism worldwide is going to become more evident. And God says there's going to be another exodus, which has probably already begun, which has already begun. An exodus of Jewish people, a greater exodus than the exodus at the time of Moses. A greater exodus from the people, the Jewish people from all over the world, back to Israel. Now when the war is over in Jordan, with Ammon, Moab, and Edom, Israel is going to expand the size of Israel by 100%. Israel is going to be twice the size plus because Israel is going to take over present-day Jordan. And the cities, when the Gog-Magog War takes place, the Russian War, the wars will be fought in the, out in the countryside, not in the cities. Amman, Jordan is not going to be destroyed. The cities in Jordan are not going to be destroyed. I think that when the Jewish people began to return to Israel, the nation of Israel is not going to be able to assimilate all these millions of people. So they're going to relocate them into, or they're going to eventually be relocated, or when they come to Israel, they're going to move into present-day Jordan. During the time of Antichrist, the area of Jordan, Antichrist will be forbidden from going in to capture the Jewish people living in Jordan. God is going to put his angels around the nation of Jordan and will not allow the armies of Antichrist to cross those borders. 
Now, this is uh, Jeremiah 49 concerning Ammon, the northern part of present-day Jordan. The message is about the Amorites. This is what the Lord, Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of Israel's armies, says. And the armies of Christ. Ammonites, do you think that the people of Israel don't have children? Do you think there are no children to take the land when the parents die? Maybe this is what Milcom took, why Milcom took Gad's land. The Lord says, The time will come in Rabbah of Ammon when people hear the sounds of battle. Rabbah of Ammon will be destroyed. It will be empty, an empty hill covered with ruined buildings, and the towns around it will be burned. Those people force the people of Israel to leave their own land, but later Israel will force them to leave. This is what the Lord says. Israel is coming to occupy present-day Jordan. Prophecy must be fulfilled, and the people in Jordan are going to leave. They're going to go into southern Iran, and they're going to go into Iraq. They're going to go into Saudi Arabia, but they're going to vacate that land. People in Hezbon cry because the town of Ai is destroyed. Women in Rabbah of Ammon cry, put on sackcloth and cry, run to the city for safety. Because the enemy will take away the god Milcom with his priests and officials. You brag about your strength, but you are losing your strength. You trust in your wealth to save you. You think no one would ever think of attacking you. But this is what Yahweh Sabaoth says. I will bring trouble to you from every side. You will run away. No one will be able to bring you together again. The Ammonites will be taken away as captives. But the time will come when I will bring the Ammonites back. And Israel will occupy present-day Jordan. And eventually, in the Millennial Kingdom, the Ammonites who are family are going to return to that land. Abraham's nephew, Lot. They were family. Lot had two children through his two daughters, Moab and Ammon. They're family. But even though they were family, Edom and Ammon persecuted the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They brought hardship to them. Well, they're going to be afflicted now in the time coming, but eventually... For the, in the millennial kingdom, they will once again move back into their land. Now we're going to talk about Edom in the heartland to the center of present-day Jordan. Ammon is to the north northern part of present-day Jordan. Edom is in the center. This is what Yahweh Sabaoth says about Edom. There's no more wisdom in Teman. Are the wise men of Edom not able to give good advice? Have they lost their wisdom? 
You people living in Dedan, run away and hide. I will punish Esau for the bad things he did. Workers pick grapes from grapevines, but they leave a few grapes on the plants. If thieves come at night, they don't take everything, but I will take everything from Esau. This is, I'm sorry, Edom is to the very south of present-day Jordan. This is Jacob's brother, Esau, twin brother. The hardships coming to Esau are very, they're, they're strong hardships. I will take everything away from Esau. I don't like that, strong hardships. They will be, the punishments coming on Esau, Esau will be severe, very severe. I will find all his hiding places. He will not be able to hide from me. His children, relatives, neighbors will all die. No one will be left to care for his children. His wives will have no one to depend on. This is what the Lord says. Some people don't deserve to be punished, but they suffer. But Edom... You deserve to be punished, so you will really be punished. You will not escape the punishment you deserve. You will be punished. The Lord says, By my own power I will make this promise. I promise that the city of Basra will be destroyed. It will become a ruinous pile of rocks. People will use it as an example when they ask for bad things to happen to other cities. People will insult that city and the towns around Basra will become ruins forever. I heard a message from the Lord. He sent this message to the nations. This is the message. Gather your armies together. Get ready for battle. March against the nation of Edom. Edom, I will make you, I will make you become unimportant. Everyone will hate you. Edom... You made other nations afraid, so you thought people, so you thought you were important, but your pride has fooled you. You lived in caves high on the cliff. Your home is high on the hills. But even if you build your homes as high as an eagle's nest, I will bring you down from there. This is what the Lord said. Now, the children of Esau have been scattered all over the world even in the nations where they reside, they still have a hatred toward the children of Jacob. No matter where they go, no matter where they hide, eagle, though your home is as high as an eagle's nest, an eagle represents the United States of America. Even in America, they will be found, they will be punished. Edom will be destroyed. People will be shocked to see the destroyed cities. They will whistle from amazement at the destroyed cities. Edom will be destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah and the towns around them. No one will live there. This is what the Lord said. At the time of Armageddon, Edom to the south, this is when... Uh, the attack is going to come. Basra. The attack will come at Basra. 
the attack will be an attack of Antichrist and his armies. God will use Antichrist and his armies to destroy Basra. Sometimes a lion will come from the thick bushes near the Jordan River, and it will go into the fields where people put their sheep and cattle. I am like that lion. I will go to Edom. I will frighten the people and make them run away. None of their young men will stop me. No one is like me. No one will challenge me. None of their leaders will stand up against me. So listen to what the Lord has planned to do to the people of Edom. Listen to what he has decided to do to the people of Teman. The enemy will drag you away, your young kids of uh, drag away the young kids of Edom's flock. Edom's pastures will be empty because of what they did. At the sound of Edom's fall, the earth will shake. Their cry will be heard all the way to the Red Sea. Just as an eagle flies high to see the animal, it will attack. So the Lord will spread his wings over Basra, and Edom's soldiers will be filled with fear like women giving birth. Like women giving birth. Birth pains. This is during the time before the tribulation. And then again after the tribulation in the time of wrath of God. At the time of Armageddon. A second attack. The way I understand it. We're going to go to the top of the hour. The end of the second hour is just a few minutes, a minute and a half away. For those that are just tuning in or leaving, the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Israel's war, the war where she is commanded to eliminate the terrorists from all the surrounding areas has begun. The command for Israel to punish all of the children of Esau, Ishmael, Edom, Ammon, the time of their punishment is come. Israel will be used now by God to punish these ancient peoples, families that have always provoked Israel, have, have, have uh, not provoked, have harassed and caused Israel hardship and suffering. Now their time of hardship and suffering has come. This war is not going to cease. Stop. Benjamin Netanyahu is going to finish this war. We'll be back.
On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary, with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillows, regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98, and just $10 more for king-size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code KHNC. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the my pillows you will also receive deep discounts on all my pillow products such as bed sheets mattress toppers pet beds mattresses my slippers and so much more take advantage of the biggest sale in my pillows history go to mypillow.com or call 800-948-8229 and use promo code khnc to take advantage of mike's special offer on his my pillow that's mypillow.com promo code khnc or call 800-948-8229 Higher rates, lower rates, negative rates, bail-ins, bail-outs, and so much more. You know why you need to own gold and silver. At the Patriot Trading Group, we're a different kind of company. We have no commission salespeople, no boiler room sales calls, no high-priced spokesmen. We believe in treating you with honesty and respect and delivering you the best product at to the, the best of the Rocky. Buying or selling, call us at 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Trees make you feel good, and the Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale will make you feel even better. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one 6-8-foot-tall aspen clump for $169.50 and mix and match another tree for only 50 cents. That's two trees for only $170. You take I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the Tree Farm. All of your electronic devices can be severely damaged by lightning bolts and power surges. Even worse, an EMP attack can destroy everything, leaving our technology-dependent society with no technology. But don't let that be you. Go to EMPShield.com and put KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield is an electromagnetic pulse, solar flare, and lightning protection system made to protect you and your electronics. Again, go to EMPShield.com and type KHNC in the promo code box. EMPShield.com. I've learned to stand with people that are in the storm who have courage. And if there's a man out there other than President Trump and just a few others that have really proven their mettle in the furnace, it's Mike Lindell. You're not going to get better towels, better sheets, better slippers, better beds, better hundreds of products made in America anywhere. It's ridiculous how high quality it is, how ridiculous the prices are low. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code KHNC. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. 
My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Hi, my name is Sam Cheshire. My wife, Lisa, and I own Build Design America in Longmont, Colorado. We've been in business for over 30 years, offering full-service flooring to Northern Colorado. A few years ago, we started into Kiva Studios. We offer full-service kitchen and bath remodeling, along with a design service. We're located in Longmont at 665 Frontage Road. Our phone number is 303-772-1202. And we also offer free design services. So give us a call, 303-772-1202. Any major disaster, especially weather-related, when the power goes out, can cause people to suddenly panic. Within hours, grocery store shelves in your area can be picked clean. Food supply lines get interrupted, and food is hard to find. At that point, it's too late to do anything about it. You must survive only on the food you already have in your home, or risk waiting for the government to respond while you're standing in food lines. So ask yourself, do you have enough food in your home to last for weeks or months? That's why the smart move is to secure your family's personal supply of the most reliable emergency food you can buy. Having at least four weeks' worth of food is not a luxury. It's mandatory. If you don't want you and your family to end up in this situation, go to 1360KHNC.com and click on the Patriot Supply button at the top of the page. That's 1360KHNC.com and click on the Patriot Supply button. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258, My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Get ready to embark on an extraordinary journey with Kelvin Crosby, better known as the Deaf Blind Potter, and his over 15 million followers right here on KHNC every Monday at 5 o'clock p.m. Kelvin will motivate you and show you how to live beyond life's challenges right here on AM 1360. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi. Let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy. And uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. Hey, folks. As a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC-free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended it. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Everything turned, turned, turned. 
Okay, this is the third hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, discussing Psalm 83, the commanded wars of Israel, a commanded war, a big war, with many different battles, the battles each being an area a nation that is surrounding Israel, Lebanon to the north, Syria to the north, to the east, present-day Jordan, the families of Ammon, Edom, and Moab. I'm sorry, yep, Edom and Moab. To the south, Esau, which would be Elam, Israel, or Jacob's twin brother. To the, to the west, along the coast, and south above Egypt, would be the Philistinians, which Obadiah talked about. There'd be a time when God would come and destroy Philistia, the Palestinians, who are families of Ishmael and Esau. They married, intermarried, and they've been scattered all through the Middle East, up north, all to the southeast of Israel, down toward Aqaba. Now, I've been going through Obadiah. The whole book is about the enemies of Israel, the Philistinians in the Gaza Strip. I'm going to just rehearse quickly what I've read. I read uh, Amos chapter 1. This talks of of uh, the area of the Gaza Strip, Damascus, the people of Phoenicia to the north in Lebanon, the people in the center area of Jordan called Edom, the people in the northern part of present-day Jordan, Ammon. We've talked about that. Psalm 83, which talks about Jordan, the Ammonites, the Moabites, Edom, which would be the children of Esau, to the north, Lebanon, to the west, the Philistines in Gaza Strip, the people in the heart of Israel in the West Bank and down in the area around Jerusalem, the adversaries within, Syria to the north, that is uh, Psalm 83. Now I'm reading from Jeremiah 49, which is speaking about the Ammonites to the north of Jordan, about Edom, to the south part of Jordan. I'm going to read about Damascus 
And let's see, who else? Did, what else did I talk about? Basically, all those areas. The war is one war against all of the terrorists surrounding Israel. The battles are different. The battle is against the Philistines to the southwest. The battle is to the Edomites again in Jordan, Edom, Moab, Ammon, Damascus, families, ancient families that go back thousands and thousands of years that have always afflicted the children of Israel, that have punished Israel, but have gone too far. They've become too extreme. And God used them to chastise Israel, to punish Israel, but they would go beyond the boundaries that God would allow. And because of that, God is going to punish all of these nations surrounding Israel presently. I'm going to talk now about Damascus again. This message is about the city of Damascus. This is Jeremiah chapter 49. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, King David, the Psalms, Amos, uh, Joel talks about some of these. Joel talks more about the wrath of God, period. Not so much during the tribulation or great tribulation. Joel talks about the period of time that we know called the wrath of God. So, Here's what uh, Jeremiah says about Damascus. This message is about the city of Damascus. The towns of Hamath and Arphad are afraid. They are afraid because they have heard the bad news. They are discouraged. They have worried. They are worried and afraid. The city of Damascus has become weak. The people want to run away. Okay, I'm going to stop and interject this. I was saying, I think in the last hour, Damascus is the command center of all the terrorist groups in the Middle East. Hamas, Hezbollah, Hezbollah, ISIS, ISIL, all the others that I don't remember right now. Damascus is the command center. The flow of weapons finances coming in to the Middle East generally comes into Damascus. The money that the United States gives the Palestinians, uh, I would think maybe 5% actually goes to help the Palestinian people. The other 95% enriches the leaders of Hamas, Hezbollah, the terrorist groups, and the rest is spent for weapons, to Iran, I'm sorry, yeah, to Iran, to other nations, probably nations, uh, Af Egypt, the nation, the uh, weapons come in on ship to the harbors in the Gaza Strip, through Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia funds it too. The command center is Damascus. 
And I think that when Israel finishes the campaign against the Palestinian people in the Gaza Strip, when that campaign, campaign is over, finished, the men that go to war are going to die in battle. The women are probably going to be relocated into Egypt and dispersed throughout the Arab world. When the war in Lebanon is over, when Israel takes out Hamas, Hezbollah, the leaders of Lebanon, when all the centers of power are completely uh, dealt with, when Israel, when Benjamin Netanyahu has complete victory in Lebanon, Damascus is going to be in distress. This is what Jeremiah is saying. Once Israel secures the whole land of present-day Jordan, Damascus and the command center in Damascus will be in a state of distress and despair. Jeremiah is saying, at that point, when all these enemies, and also when the Palestinians have been defeated and there's a the campaign, the campaign in the West Bank is finished. And all of the terrorist groups in the West Bank are, are when that campaign is done, all the young men in battle are going to die. These young men are going to die in battle. The women and children are going to be relocated to other Arab nations. Israel is not going to have any more adversaries within the border. When the Arabs around the area of Jerusalem, when the terrorists are dealt with, when that campaign is finished, Damascus is going to be in a state of distress. This is what Jeremiah is saying. The town of Hamath and Arphad are afraid. They are afraid because they heard the bad news. Israel has won. The campaigns that Israel is fighting in each battle, the campaign is over. Israel has been victorious. They're going to hear the bad news. They are discouraged. They are worried and afraid. The city of Damascus has become weak. The people want to run away. They are ready to panic. They are overcome with fear and pain, like a women, woman giving birth. Again, reference to Matthew chapter 24, I think verse 6, 7. There will be a time, 8 maybe, there will be a time of sorrows and birth pains, a period of time before the tribulation begins. Damascus will be destroyed before the tribulation begins, maybe six months prior to. Damascus is a happy city, a happy city. The people have not left that fun city yet. So the young men will die in the public squares of that city. All her soldiers will be killed at that time. 
This is what Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of Israel's army, the hosts of Israel's army, of not only Israel, but the children of God in through rebirth, the lampstands. I will set the walls of Damascus on fire. The fire will completely burn up the strong forts of Ben-Hadad. They worship a god of fire. The princes, the idol, the god that they worship in Damascus is the god of fire. Ben-Hadad. And Ben-Hadad, they will be destroyed by fire. So this is what is going to happen. The last to be punished, I think, will be Damascus. Then Israel is going to jump to the south and the east. A message about Kedar and Hazor. This is southwest Saudi Arabia. This is the message about the tribe of Kedar and the rulers of Hazar. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon defeated them. This is what the Lord says. Go and attack the tribe of Kedar. Destroy the people of the east. Their tents and flocks will be taken away. Their tents and all their riches will be carried off. Their enemy will be taken away. The camels, the, the enemy will take away the camels. Now, I'm not sure that Israel is going to be the military force that's going to attack these areas in southwestern Saudi Arabia. I think that eventually, once the United States moves into the Middle East, I think the United States, the campaign, the King of Babylon, or the coming King of America, the president that will replace Donald Trump and dismiss Joe Biden, whoever Joe Biden is, <clears throat> this individual will probably, as he begins invasion into the Middle East, will probably move forces into Western Saudi Arabia. I believe that individual will be Barack Obama. That is from my studies, that is my observations from the prophecies that I study. There is no one, no person that can uh, rule this country in the future other than Barack Obama. I'm just telling you this so that you can think about it. Like I said in the second hour at the end of the first hour, The Holy Spirit has timed out. I use that phrase meaning God is saying, I'm not going to allow my children, I'm not winking at my children in my family anymore. I'm no longer going to wink. I want them to know the truth. I want them to wake up. I want them to ask me or ISAB for their eyes that they can see 
the world won't see and Israel won't see. But the ISAV is for the people in America, the evangelical Christians of America, Laodicea, that we will have ISAV to see our nakedness, to see that we are blind, naked, wretched, poor, miserable. This is what the ISAV is for. The pastors of the land, the rulers of the land, the leaders of the land, the clergy of the land. America is not in the Bible. It is not in the Bible. That's what they say. This prophet says, America is the elephant. No, no, no. It is the whale in the swimming pool. It is so massive that people can't see it. Especially the Christians in America. The Christians internationally probably have realized a long time ago there is only one nation that Antichrist can come from. It's not going to be England. England doesn't have the army now to, to, to be the hammer that is going to destroy the nations. Only America. That is Jeremiah chapter 51. A hammer that God is going to use to destroy the nations, to punish the nations for their evil. All the nations are evil. But God is going to protect and save the nations. They have to for, the, for, the, <clears throat> for God's purpose in the millennial kingdom. <clears throat> so I think eventually America is going to invade western, southwestern Saudi Arabia and probably all of Saudi Arabia. The tents, the flocks will be taken away. The tents and all the riches will be carried off. Sounds to me like Antichrist is going to occupy Saudi Arabia. They're in America will occupy Saudi Arabia. The enemy will take away their camels. Men will shout this to them. Terrible things are happening all around us. Run away quickly. People in Hazor, find a good place to hide. The message is from the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar has made plans against you. He, brought, he thought of a smart plan to defeat you. There is a nation that feels so safe and secure that it does not have gates or fences to protect it. No one lives near enough to help them. So attack that nation, says the Lord. Their camels are there to be taken in battle. Their large herds of cattle will be yours. We'll scatter, I will scatter them throughout the earth. Those people who cut their hair short, I will bring disaster from every direction. This message is from the Lord. Hazor will become a home for wild dogs, an empty desert forever. No one will live there. No one will stay in that place. That could be southern, southwestern Saudi Arabia. The big brother of the Arab nations, Saudi Arabia, will lose that position in the next seven, eight years. Now Elam, which is Jacob's brother Esau, and the children of Esau, Elam, who married Ishmaelites, and who married Egyptians and other peoples of that area. Early in the time when Zedekiah was king of Judah, Jeremiah the prophet received a message from the Lord about the nation of Elam. 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 The, Yahweh Sabio says, 
I will break Elam's bow very soon. If Elam's, it is Elam's strongest weapon. I will bring the four winds against Elam. I will bring from the four corners of the skies. I will send the people of Elam to every place on the earth where the four winds blow. Elam's captivity will be carried will be carried away to every nation. I will break Elam to pieces while their enemies are watching. I will break Elam in front of the people who want to kill them. I will bring terrible troubles to them. I will show them how angry I am. The message is from the Lord. I will send a sword to chase Elam. The sword will chase them until I have killed them all. I will show Elam that I am in control. I will destroy his king and his officials. This message is from the Lord, but in the future, I will make good things happen to Elam. The message is from the Lord. And this is what the Lord says to these nations. To Edom, God is going to visit these people and they're going to repent. Not to be born again, just to be a people that goes into the millennial kingdom. Jacob's son, I'm sorry, Lot's son, Edom, there must be family in the millennial kingdom. Lot's son, Ammon, there must be family in the millennial kingdom. Even the children of Esau, I believe there will be family in the millennial kingdom. The Philistinians, those who are from the tribe of Ishmael and Esau, there will be people in the millennial kingdom. God says he's going to protect the women and children of these nations in the coming war. I think they're going to be they're going to be resettled uh, in other nations. In Lebanon, there are going to be these people up there, women and children, resettled probably north to Turkey. Damascus in Syria. Not all of Syria is going to be, saved, uh, be destroyed. Just Damascus. Because God is going to have an inheritance of the Syrians in the millennial kingdom. So the Lord always makes it clear, like he says here. But in the future, I will make good things happen to Elam. So he's saying he's going to, he's saying he's going to destroy them all, but then he gives them hope. It's good things are going to happen in the future. Now going back to the city of Damascus. I'm presenting this now so that you can test my interpretation. Prophecies are accurate forecasting. I always say this to, for myself so you'll understand where I come from and for others who are interpreting scriptures. There's accurate forecasting, the prophecies. There's inaccurate interpretation. We can get into our mind, our emotion, our will, our opinion, and we can interpret inaccurately. So I, I'm, I try to be as careful as I can 
in my interpretations. But I do say that, and I haven't said it yet, but I'm going to say it now. In the time, we're going to go to a break in about a minute. Quickly. I'll, I'll finish this thought on the other side of the break. The podcasts for the Olive Tree program are on 1360khnc.com. During the week, I host the Present Truth. And on the Present Truth, I have discussed what I'm discussing with you in bits and pieces. The podcast is also 1360khnc.com. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Again, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. I'm going to be back in a little about a minute and a half or less, and we'll continue with a thought concerning inaccurate interpretation. Rick Rodriguez. You've probably been hearing me talk about why refi for a while now. Why refi has been getting a ton of phone calls, and I want to thank you for supporting and investing in something that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, so I'd like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back and your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. Okay, we're going to conclude today's program. We have 30, less than 30 minutes remaining. My thought before I ended that last segment. Christ made it clear, and the scripture makes it clear, that Paul especially, he says that every man needs to speak. Paul heard of divisions in Corinth. And he said, I hear that there are schisms. I hear there are problems, differences in doctrine, difference, differences in conduct, practices. He goes, well, let every man speak. By speaking, every man will know what that person believes. Then every person can... can uh, uh, they can, when people speak, then you know their doctrine, and you can test what they're saying. 
by testing, you can approve what they're saying is correct or disprove. Those that are interpreting Bible prophecy incorrectly will be found out. Those who are interpreting correctly will also be made known. There is a important reason for this. Every person, generally to some degree, they find the individuals who are the most accurate in Bible, Bible in, in doctrine, theology, and eschatology. These are the people that God stated He would train and He would put in service because God ordains these type of people like the Apostle Paul and the other apostles, Jude, because these people, their doctrine, their eschatology, their theology is in line with the teachings and the sayings of Christ. These are the people that God has put in service to help God's children to protect them from deception. And with what I'm presenting today, I know there will be a battle, a war in which Israel must be victorious in defeating all of the terrorist groups and armies surrounding Israel. This will take place before the Russian war of Ezekiel 38 and 39, the war of Gog in the land of Magog. These two major wars, Israel will be victorious in Psalm 83, but Israel, because of the massive army that will come with Iran and Russia, Turkey, other nations from the north, Ethiopia, Libya from the south. This battle will be too immense, too great a battle for Israel to fight. According to Ezekiel, God intervenes and destroys Russia and all of the armies that come to battle in the present day Jordan the area of Jordan, present-day Jordan. That battle cannot take place until Israel occupies present-day Jordan. The purpose of the, the Psalm 83 war is one of the purposes is to win the battle against these families in present-day Jordan and Israel will expand her real estate over the Jordan River to the east in all of present-day Jordan. When that is complete, now Russia and Iran and the other countries can come. They cannot come until Israel finishes this war and occupies present-day Jordan.
the nations will be upset. When Russia and Iran and these other nations come, no one is going to want to come and help Israel because the nations are still at the hatred of the nations for Israel is too great. They would welcome, they even might welcome and be happy that Russia and Iran and the other nations are coming. This is the anti-Semitism that exists. You know, the Rothschild family are not Jewish. So anybody says anything about the Rothschild family, they're anti-Semitic. And this goes with Soros, and this goes with all these other very powerful so-called Jewish bankers, Jewish uh, financers of evil, that they're, because they're Jewish, anybody that says anything against them, you're anti-Semitic. One thing that people in the church do not have, <clears throat> they should, is they don't have the discernment to know the truth. They don't have the discernment to know who, like Christ said in uh, to Pergamos. No, no, yeah, to Pergamos. There are those who say they are Jews but are not, but are of the seat of Satan. They're not Jews, but they claim to be Jews. We have to have the wisdom now to know who are the true Jewish people, and the only way you can really tell anymore is through DNA testing. That's pretty much impossible. But, like the Rockefellers, some say that the Rockefellers are Jewish. Well, you can have, you can practice Judaism. Doesn't mean you're Jewish. You can call yourself a rabbi. Doesn't mean you're Jewish. But the hatred of the world against Israel is going is already evident. Even in the body of Christ. Now I'm going to read. Oh, oh, what I was going to say is this. What I'm speaking, you're going to test. And if I'm accurate, then you know that what the Holy Spirit has done in training me through my lifetime, I've been a good student. God has done a good work. There are these type of people, Christ said, there would be in the time in which we live. There will be these men that have these administrative abilities that can be trusted. Not only trusted, but listened to. Because these individuals, and I'm not the only one, will be the tuning fork to help God's army, to help the people who are going to engage and want to be holy and righteous that have no guile in their hearts that God will use in a mighty, mighty way. The mightiest way is their prayers will be answered. And through their prayers, God will speak to them and give them 
clear, clear counsel as to what they're to do. This is why the Lord is, is I, I hate to use raising up. I hate that term. It's just so Christian, so it's just, I don't like it. I don't like the, the Christian lingo. It, it's just, I, I apologize. I just get frustrated with that. God has an army that is faithful. He has an army that is trained, that is in place, that exists, that stand before Him, that are clear that we're in the final days of the of this uh, dispensation. They are faithful to Christ. They are not going along with the program, the programs, and the structure of Christianity in the evangelical churches, Pentecostal and Charismatic, the, this structure that was put in place, beginning to be put in place in the middle of the 70s. They're not part of that structure. They're outside of that structure. They're not in a, a system. They are under the direction of the Holy Spirit. They exist. And God is calling His children in that structure out. Out into the desert. Out away from the structure, the system. What appears to be God. He's calling them out. He's outside the camp. Paul was calling the Jewish people that were still caught in the religion of that day. He was calling them outside the camp because Christ was no longer in that camp. Christ made it evident that he was going to tear down the temple to make it clear to these the Jewish people of that time that God was done with outward temples. Christ was saying he's going to tear down the temple and in three days he's going to raise it up. He wasn't talking about a physical temple. He was saying in three days from now I am going to live, begin to live in my children. The people that receive me, I will live inside of them. That will be my temple. My temple would be my Holy Spirit living in people. It will be the Shekinah glory living in people. It will not be anything objective, outward. It will be subjective in power. This is where the Holy Spirit desires to reside. In your spirit, in the temple. You are the temple of God. This is where the Shekinah glory resides. Not in the temple in Jerusalem. It is just a sign. It is just a structure that God uses to fulfill Bible prophecy. 
But it does have to be built. But Antichrist, the coming son of perdition, the abomination of desolation is going to desecrate what is physical and desecrate the spiritual temple, the, whole, the, the vacuum that contains God in every human being. Now, I'm going to finish out with, by just saying, again, God will have the men to lead his children into battle that he has ordained, that he has instructed, that are clear about the time in which we live and the direction that the world is going to go, the church is going to go, Israel is going to go. These are his servants. They do exist. And uh, they will be tested. But Paul said, every man must speak so that their doctrine will be made known. And then you're going to know who you can go to for the information that you need that's going to help you. I tell you, there is a great apostasy in this country. You can trust me. You can trust me. Believe it. It exists already. And these people in a new apostolic reform movement, very subtle, they are at war with the Christians outside the camp. Okay. Isaiah 17. I'm going to finish Damascus one more time. When Damascus is destroyed, the war, the battle in the Middle East is over. Israel has won the victory. Damascus will be destroyed. When Damascus is destroyed, that is a sign to the children of God, to the Christian people. The next war is going to be Ezekiel 38-39. That Russian war. When the Russian war is over, Antichrist at that time, toward the end, is going to sign an agreement with the nation of Israel to protect Israel, supposedly from other nations. Right around the time of the Gog-Magog war, this new king of America will be in place. And Israel will want to be protected from America. God's message to Aram. A message, an oracle about Damascus. The city of Damascus will be destroyed. It will cease to be. Only ruins will remain. The cities of Aurora will be abandoned, deserted, desolate. Flocks will wander freely in those empty towns. They will lie down. No one will bother them, disturb them, or frighten them. The strong-walled fortress city of Israel, Ephraim, the most influential tribe in northern of Israel, northern kingdom of Israel, will be destroyed. The government of Damascus will end. That kingdom will end forever. Those left alive of Aram, Syria, will be like the glory of Israel, says the Lord, the Lord Yahweh Sabaoth. So again, 
Jeremiah or Isaiah saying, there will be some in Syria who will be left alive. They will be like the glory of Israel. This is the mercy of God. At that time, in that day, Israel's wealth, Jacob's glory, will be all gone. So in other words, when Damascus is destroyed, Israel as a flower has her blooming, her, her beauty is now beginning to fade. Israel would be like a body wasting away from sickness. That time will be like, that time will be like the grain harvest in the valley of Rephaim. The workers cut the wheat, then they cut the heads of grain from the plants and collect the grain. grain. That time will also be like olive harvest, when a few olives two are left, two or three olives are left on the top branches, four or five olives are left on full branches. At that time, the people will look to their maker. Their eyes will see the Holy One of Israel. They will not trust in the altars they have made. The problem has always been idolatry, but they're not going to trust in their altars. And I'm talking about not the whole nation of Israel, just a residue. They will look to their God, not the whole nation. The whole nation will be apostate, but there will be a few. They will not trust what's in their hands. They will not trust in what they have made, not even Asheroth idols. All the idols of the overcomers are going to be dealt with. Those in the body of Christ who deal with their altars, who deal with their idols, who deal with idolatry in their heart, you will have the Holy Spirit upon you without measure. You will be clear on the direction you're to go. God expects that we pray and ask Him, what am I worshiping that I shouldn't worship? I have to do that. I do do that. There's nothing I want of man. Nothing. My wealth, my food, my needs come from the Holy Spirit. For a min as a ministry, the gifts that I receive, I am very grateful for. It helps me to continue so I'm not under financial duress. I thank God for that. I want God's people to be well psychologically, to be well and to be whole, body, soul, and spirit, that you will be effective, effective, that you will be everything that God has ordained you to be. You think it's not possible. I guarantee you what is impossible in your thinking is possible with God. Can you overcome? Absolutely. Can you overcome the culture? Absolutely. Can you overcome the desires and, and the the deep, uh, what do you call it, of your flesh? Yes. <clears throat> Can you see your soul and, and, and your selfish requests in the soul? Yes. 
With God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. At that time, the strong cities will be empty. They will be like the city of the Hivites, the Amorites. Uh, when the Israelites came to take away the land, everything will be ruined. You have forgotten the God who saves. You have not remembered the God, that God is your place for safety. This is Sukkot. Israel is to dwell in God for the next seven days. This, they live in a land, but they must in their hearts, and there will be those in Israel who know that God is their tabernacle. We Christians, we tabernacle with Christ every single day, not once a year. He tabernacles in us. We tabernacle in Him. This is the reality of the feast of Sukkot. Tabernacles. I tabernacled, I tabernacled with God two weeks ago. Fourteen days ago. Yesterday. Today. The Christians, we have Christ in us. He tabernacles in us. We tabernacle in Him. We live in Him. The Jewish people must live in Him for the next month or six weeks. I don't know how long this battle is going to take. It's not going to be a year or two or three. They're saying it could be a two or three year war. Uh-uh. No way. That's not what Psalm 83 says. They're crying out to God for the victories. The victories will come quickly. Prophecy must be fulfilled. You plant your grapevines in one day and try to make them grow, and the next day you make them blossom, but at harvest time everything will be dead. So in other words... You can do what you want in yourself, but it's not going to prosper. Israel can do whatever it wants. Once they get this victory, once this war is over, they're going to be in a time of peace. They're going to say peace and safety all around. Well, when they begin to start to think that way, then another destruction is coming. After Russia is destroyed, they're going to think peace and safety. But another destruction is coming, the United States of America. Israel, from this point out, is going to be in a state of conflict. And the churches of God, the lampstands of God, from this point forward, we have been in this, in this experience. We are in a continual state of warfare. So Israel's wars are not going to end. Our wars are not going to end. A spiritual battle is, has started. It's not going to end, end. You're going to have to learn to fight the battles. Christ will teach you. I'm done for today. Podcasts are on 1360khnc.com for the Olive Tree Ministry and for the Present Truth program Monday through Friday. Join me next week. Then contact information, P.O. Box Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80501. May the Lord Jesus Christ bless you. May you tabernacle in him this week. May he be rich to you. May he be everything you need. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.
This is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I want to take a second to tell you about my friends over at thefreedompeople.org. If you guys haven't tried them, you need to give them a call today. All you have to do is go to thefreedompeople.org and set up your call. And what can they help you do? Well, through legal and lawful processes, they'll help you reduce exposure to the tax man or other bureaucratic bodies. They can help you do things like set up express trusts, which help manage your business assets and affairs effectively and privately, while helping you gain greater control of you and your family family's future. It can also help you do things like set up private membership associations, which help you restructure your business in a way that allows you to run it exactly how you want. If you believe your children should be able to receive their inheritance without paying an arm and leg in taxes and that taxes are unjust, the government ceases to represent the interests of its people. I want you to take a second today to go to the T-H-E, freedompeople.org and schedule your call. Let them know I sent you. But more importantly, help make sure that your future is protected and that your business and your family are protected. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with You're you every step of the, the way to the ensure Rockies, a smooth KHNC, and successful auction. 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 